0: beloved. Welcome to the first real episode of Earth Tech, of course. I'm your host, Pele Mocha, pouring molten honey, shaping the sacred land. So, today we are talking about metamodernism. What is metamodernism? Why am I the only one who seems to care? (laughs) Metamodernism really gave me a huge dose of perspective in terms of i used to be really into philosophy <clears throat> i i did the rounds around existentialism and existential depression <laughs> and i was always curious in school because they would stop teaching us essentially around modernism we didn't really get into any postmodern even philosophy you could argue that existentialism is somewhat postmodern it's pretty postmodern but we didn't talk about that in school that was my own private research in school we focused on the classics and we focused on emerson literature of basically before before postmodernism before the wars before the world wars because that's when everything started getting whack <clears throat> So I want to kind of explore what is metamodernism. And this is going to be a continuous theme on the show. What is metamodernism? Why should we care? And how can I pitch this in a way that is useful to people and that will help them realize kind of the importance of what's happening here? A quick side note, (laughs) if you... Listened to the first episode, then I told a little story at the beginning about how I went to the grocery store and uh, she asked me how old I thought she was. So I went back to the store later after I recorded the episode and she was telling the person in front of me in line. I had my headphones in, all I caught was, I may be old, but I'm not that old. And she was just talking to the person in front of me in line and I was like, I'm really sorry if I offended you, but don't ask if you don't want to know. That's all I got to say to that. So today on the show, we're going to talk about metamodernism for a while. It's going to help me focus each episode by just picking one topic and just everything relates back to the one topic. And then at the end, I'm going to share a story, which is the first of a sequence of stories to come about a fairy who lives in the fairy forest and essentially an unexpected event happens. So it's a combination of poetry, storytelling. I'm going to add some music in as well and we're just going to see how that goes. So welcome to Earth Tech, of course, and let's talk about metamodernism. So... I mentioned in the first episode that metamodernism is essentially the, the idea that faith becomes the technology we use to create change. It is the self-awareness of philosophy itself. It is philosophy realizing. I, one way I have of describing it is we can imagine philosophical schools of thought having progressed linearly from recordable history (laughs) to now and essentially with the advent of AI of tech with everything going exponential instead of adding like so say instead of adding another letter to the alphabet, like a 27th letter, which could be delta, let's say, it's actually adding a whole nother alphabet vertically on top. So where metamodernism, where modernism and postmodernism have failed us, metamodernism is like, oh, hey, uh, let's just take a step up and realize that we are not having to get anywhere but by standing on the outside looking in we're able to perceive more about our reality more truth about our reality a fundamental tenet of metamodernism is understanding that it is an oscillation it is a flip-flopping it is a bleep bleep you go here and then you go back and like a wise person said once you return to the river you can never step in the same river twice because the river is not the same and you are not the same so metamodernism is like okay modernism and postmodernism are as good as we can get in terms of like fixated states of or lenses of perceiving reality but life is not fixed so how do we realign our ways of imagining philosophy so that it can fluctuate just as well with the flip-flop nature of life (laughs) um, while still being a useful model for perceiving metaphysics higher philosophical ideal ideas and ideals and concepts and um yeah so how can we do that and the answer is faith the answer is we recognize through quantum mechanics so this i'm gonna i'm gonna keep throwing out things ways of thinking in our lives that show that we're in the metamodern era and quantum mechanics and quantum phys- physics is one of them because they're basically like yeah everything is in superposition until something forces it to do either one like Schrodinger's cat uh, you, f- you force reality into picking a manifestation by manifesting it by perceiving it so Yeah, everything is in flux. Nothing, everything is a wave. We like to think of things in terms of particles because particles seem solid. They seem, and it's, I mean, I'm just musing here. Obviously, you could think about it in terms of particles or waves or both, like light. But essentially, the light waves... like sound waves, cause ripples. <clears throat> and, yeah, I lost that thought slightly as I was going, but it's okay, we'll find another one. So, yeah, in a way, it's kind of... It's a philosophy of, of not having a philosophy. It's a philosophy of recognizing the limited nature of philosophy. But the, thing, the reason why metamodernism is useful is because it's actually practically outlining a, a system of philosophy that can be used to guide us as a population. It is the vision. It is the vision. The vision we've been looking for is metamodernism the The fun thing about philosophy is that it translates and is expressed through art, business. Yeah, I wrote a poem that that describes metamodernism amazingly. So I'll share that with you at some point. I don't have it with me right now, and I don't have it memorized. but it's it's about creating a useful system of integrating or of of uh, there's a quote where people say that the future is already here it's just not evenly distributed Um, it's a way of distributing the future literally (laughs) it's a way of recognizing that as our technology advances our 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 moral sophistication must also be enhanced and our willingness to To be decisive and to determine certain things as no longer viable is incredibly important because right now we've set up a machine that just is set to continue in perpetuity, which is technology and artificial intelligence. We have been fueling this. I'm referencing elon musk's recent appearance on the jay rogan experience a little bit i'd recommend checking that out if you are a fan of just knowing what's happening <laughs> um and also if you're a fan of of profits. so this is this is where i want to get real real into this because religion spirituality business art psychology all of these things are colliding right now because before, they've been segmented into different, say, departments of academia. But now we're recognizing more and more how literally the, the walls are disappearing. They're being bulldozed. They're being interconnected by the technology. Everything is being live, recorded, um, analyzed all the time. So there is no more world of business versus the world of art versus the world of science versus religion like it's all the same thing. We're getting down to like where when studying religions you can f- start to distill the the truths that exist because they exist in all the religions and they're just they seem pretty apparent once you take a step back and look at it we can start to see the nature of humanity through all of these different worlds that we exist in and create so, Religion is social engineering, which is marketing, <laughs> which is. It's all. We're, tr- we're trying to simplify. We're trying to simplify, which, if we look at. To me, the prime example of this is Zen Buddhism, which is almost cliche it's almost not even worth mentioning because it's so obvious like Taoism um and using these words in the in the Sanskrit makes Westerners really uneasy they're like Buddhism that doesn't sound like Christianity (laughs) it's like well it's actually pretty similar like in terms of the Christ and the Buddha being very similar beings and doing similar work, um, I think it's helpful to just realize that Buddha means awakened one. And you essentially are just saying, I'm practicing awakening. I'm practicing awakening. That's what Buddhism is. You're, You're always awakening. You're awakening. There's not a teaching to Buddhism. There are no rules. There is no dogma. As you awaken, you discover more about how to find your dharma, which is your work. I'm awakening to my work. I'm awakening to my work. I'm awakening to my work. And this is where it gets really interesting because this is where we start to bring in certain just systems. Instead of having regimented curriculums we have systems or ways of being so another example on the dietary side is the mucusless diet healing system so what you do is you follow the system and you begin to purify your physical body and as you do so you find more of a sense of clarity of your true purpose on this earth by removing the gunk and the obstruction because Vitality equals power minus obstruction so when you have obstruction in your body you essentially this is when people talk about like the beast in you or like the devil made me do it type stuff it's like it's literally like it's the obstruction that you put into your consciousness or to your body or your energy body or whatever and it's all you like you are the devil and God simultaneously. (laughs) And so metamodernism is the, the idea that we don't need philosophy anymore, but since philosophy is a really helpful way of understanding things, why not have another one, essentially? So we have Zen, which is the religion of no religion, we have metamodernism, which is the philosophy of no philosophy. We have the mucusless diet healing system, which is the diet of no diet. The The thing that's interesting about the mucusless system is that there are no rules. <laughs> there are guidelines. There There are rules in terms of conclusions that have been drawn by Professor Arnold Et by observing the human body such as like do not eat and drink at the same time but it's not to say like you can't do that it's not like no one do that it's just like like think about that as a guideline and then notice when you eat and drink at the same time how your body feels and then notice when you don't do that how your body feels differently it's just a, a system of observation that allows you to better purify your body and it's the same with with the entire thing like yes the, it's it's guiding you towards purity by reducing and eventually eliminating consumption of mucus and pus forming foods but that doesn't mean stop eating mucus and pus forming foods immediately be- and that's actually what it's about it's like it's saying that you can't do that because everything requires a transition which is the transition diet which is the the centerpiece of the mucusless diet healing system and it also becomes the centerpiece of the metamodern vision because we recognize okay what we're doing right now is not working <clears throat> What we're doing is not sustainable we can't keep this up we like to quote terrence mckenna business as usual is not on the menu there if everyone if you if you walked down a random street and if everyone in the world had the equivalent material goods as everyone who was on that street like your average street in america there isn't enough resources there isn't enough petroleum there isn't enough glass I mean arguably maybe that we can make enough glass but we cannot create that level of material goods without poisoning our environment so much to where we can no longer sustain life here so recognizing okay each country each place serves a purpose it has something to contribute to the the global community let's say so while america has like technology and media and i'm able to, the reason why i'm able to make this podcast is because i live in america like let's be honest i am at a library recording this on high quality gear that I was able to reserve for free because this is America. And I'm not saying that America has not done many, many things wrong and cont- contributed to the destruction of our planet in pr- profound ways. But Due to our lifestyle, we're able to create content like this. We're able to have time to spend to consider things. Not that people are considering things very clearly, necessarily. But we we have the time to, to have discussions like this. So, what does America have to offer? Media, tech, art. I mean, we have the best media in the world. Everyone loves it. And that is the only reason why it's worth it to me to be here. Because media distribution. Because that is the clearest way of influencing, awakening, providing, communicating ideas through art. So, metamodern communication becomes ways of of spreading systems they could be seen as viruses literally because like going viral it's a virus we want we want things that perpetuate themselves that spread quickly but also are guided <laughs> In a direction that is self-supporting. That's it. It's all about eliminating self-destruction. Like, stop self-destructing. Earth. And it's not just the Earth. I mean, the Earth itself isn't really self-destructing. Humans are self-destructing. And if we continue... I mean, I don't want to turn this into, like, a fear thing, because it's not. Like, we're here now. We can do what we can do. But we we have to realize, like, business as usual is not on the menu. We can't, like... This requires fundamental lifestyle change, minimalism, tiny home movement, um, far greater appreciation of the arts investment in the arts, investing in realizing that, like, there's a difference between fine art and television. To quote Woody Allen, life doesn't imitate art, it imitates television. It imitates bad television. Because bad television is the lowest common denominator of people's attention spans. And art is meant to remind us of the truths about our existence and to challenge us to be better and to provide therapy, psychological therapy, that's something I really want to get into with this narrative storytelling type of thing. Is The power of story can be incredibly healing, absurdly healing, to the point to where, like, you don't, you maybe don't need to go to a psychologist at all maybe you just need to hear a story that validates some aspect of your experience and as a collective we have so much work to do it's so funny because again in that Elon Musk talk with Joe Rogan he he mentioned um what gets perpetuated is what has the most limbic resonance and what has the most limbic resonance is what is true in our like gut action, solar plexus, intuition level. That's like base level. That's like survival. That's like just, I like this. I don't like this. And that's what guides our behavior and he mentioned that first off, I think he's a prophet, just from observing his mannerisms in certain ways. I think he may be on the spectrum of autism technically um some type like I think he's outside of the 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 medium standard deviation. he's a savant he's a he's a savant um which we sh- we need to be paying attention to these beings more as well and empowering them more because the reason why they have come here is because they're carrying an energy that isn't that is that is being driven out because it doesn't it's too open-minded it's too real it's too kind So, as we learn to be kind to ourselves, the world becomes kind. That ought to do it for this video. (laughs) Not video. Recording. I'm so used to saying video. Um, I will be back to talk more about metamodernism. I will be back to clarify these thoughts that I have... These thought threads that I've opened up. And I hope that you will be here to appreciate it next time. So, at this point, I... I don't know if I should start with the story now or if I should save it. Considering this is the first real episode, then let's go ahead and read this story because it's really incredible. <clears> or <throat> right, you know what? I'll read a poem. yeah this this is a fun poem because it's just it's rather abstract i hope this is an example of metamodernism it's a story let us embark a word to reply to a sentence divine an embarrassment of letter combinations cry Wrapped around flagpoles marking an ancient archetypal sense of lack of direction. Wading through a graph charting intensities, injecting a form out of vortex sympathies. The beginning of me. I'm hungry, you see. I plant myself as an apple tree for something to eat. Glowing golden souls surrounded by leaves, fashionable feathers and small carvings of fairies. Rustic orange scribbled runes gave me turn-by-turn directions where to meet you. Thirteen degrees south, just past the tavern. Forty-two degrees west, your carriage is holding a lantern. As I approach, the flame turns blue. The wind picks up. I can't see the moon. A tap-tap on your office, your cove behind a door. Resting on wheels, but no horses in store. Salvador, you call from inside. That's one of my names. How funny, I reply. You are not the most easy to reach of your kind. Then three quick claps. The door opens from inside. I hear, oh, darling, what can I say? But you're right on time. Instantly, images flash across my mind. A sundial being set by a child of mine. I recognize her hair, I recognize her eyes, a tunnel of rings, alternating vibrations of light. At once I'm reclining, I open my eyes. You continue your elaborate greeting, full of majestic gestures, and casting, gazing up through the ceiling. That's when I notice, through a stained glass-bordered opening, the moon like it's whispering. I know that it's waning. My tea sits steaming, kava for dreaming and you walk over to a shelf and, re- and retrieve a box worth seeing. You don't miss a beat. Ah, now I have your attention. Quite eye candy, isn't she? I nod and speak pragmatically. I followed your direction down to the T. Now what is left of you to ask of me? Ah, right to the point. You roll your eyes like the final crash of a symphony. Whatever happened to patience and sympathy? You sigh and say. The message ended saying, in exchange for a glance, you must answer a question from the depth of a trance. My abdomen swirls with heat, a fuzzy tingling rising my feet. Pulsing sound waves originate from my chest. I hover above the recliner, read facing west, head facing west sorry i hover above the recliner head facing west a tangible buffer surrounds me now all of your speech might as well be garbled cow then in a spectacle of music the ether sings a question how can one expect to receive the truth on a lifelong journey to seduce the muse my body contort contorts and flips and flops rearranges itself in the shape of a cross a glowing sensation rushes my bloodstream in response to the question i sweep my wrists back and forth just like this on the seventh swish i collapse like a dead fish i still open a sight not to be missed you casually reach to unlock the magical box place it above my head the wind suddenly stops oh dear seeker you say almost dismayed We show each other horizons ablaze. A secret incantation draws a reflection, and you wanted to see, so here is your lesson. Not all can be had, escaping possession. Close your eyes and experience the crystal connection. She releases the silver chain inside the box. The mechanism turns, sly like a fox. The notes ping and resound as if filtered through clouds. Softens my skin, glory abound. The end. Thank you for listening so much. It has been a pleasure to be here with you, sharing these words of words. this was produced this podcast earth tech of course is produced by circle studio co circle studio creates engaging experiences eliciting aha moments illuminating inner truth encouraging you to embrace your pure self thank you very much beloved i invite you to tune in next time and wish you the very best